All right. Uh, so we're going to, you know, I'm not going to do a lot of talking. I might just, you know, dire direct the conversation, but you two are the experts, so I'm going to let you all do most of the talking. Uh, I ain't no expert. <laughs> expert of what? We, we talking Celtics? <laughs> well, y'all are more, uh, y'all are more qualified than I am. Let's just put it that way. Still got to do that. Delicious. Delicious. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, world. Welcome back to a very special mini episode of the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, just to give you guys a heads up, my normal episode will be coming out not today, but next Wednesday. I had a guest lined up and then things got mixed up. So. For the sake of saving my schedule for the rest of the year, for the rest of this volume, you know, we're just going to, you know, we'll have episode 68 come out next week and then episode 69 following the the very next week as well. So that's still on, on tap, but so I didn't want to leave any one of my dedicated listeners hanging for a week, so I brought on two frequent guests to talk about a very special weekend in Louisiana sports, for better or for worse. You guys all know them. Steven Vastola. What's going on, Steve-O? What's up? And Anthony Cud Jenkins. How you doing, man? What up, man? Good. We're going to be sticking strictly to sports. So anyone not familiar, there were two. There was one really big game this weekend involving Louisiana State University fighting Tigers. And, you know, uh, a, a rivalry match. One of two rivalry matches that happen in in a given season between the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. So, guys, which one do you guys want to talk about? Do y'all want to start good and end bad, or start bad and end good? Start bad and end good. Just, just I mean, get out of the way. <laughs> All right, but let's start with the Saints. Let's, let's start with the Saints. Okay, uh, so that game just wrapped up We about a half hour ago, somewhere around there. And uh, Steve-O, since you were at the game, I'm depressed. How are you feeling right now? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't feel faced about it at all. They look like trash out there, especially on the offensive end. Couldn't, they couldn't block to save their lives. They, they look like a bunch of high school kids out there trying to block professional athletes. I think Breeze got sacked five times. Stop counting. They got stopped counting after five. Uh, it was it, it was pretty bad. Um, I, I don't I don't really know what what happened there. I, they just kind of I guess they just laid an egg. They just weren't really prepared, which is really odd coming off of a bye week. But yeah. um, they couldn't get anything. I, I don't I don't remember there being one time where we had like, hey, that's a, that's a big play. Like that's that might be the spark. But that never happened. The Michael Thomas catch was pretty big at the er, very early on in the game. The biggest play we had was wow. Traquan Smith held on to that after getting demolished. Okay. Yeah, he got killed. Uh, Cub, <laughs> no, you you watched the game just like I did from our from your home. Uh, what what are your feelings? How are you feeling about that game? Um, they came out the bye week playing slow. They played like trash, like Stephen said. I mean, they didn't block. I mean, it was. They didn't block for Drew Brees. It was horrible. He took so many sacks. I feel like they really needed it, though. So I could have gone and humble him. I mean, look at the rest of the schedule. I feel like we can win out. Uh, they definitely needed that before. I'd rather come now than against San Francisco because I, actually I want to beat San Francisco. 
I always want to beat the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, it's the right thing to do. But I feel like we needed it at this time in the schedule. We've been riding high. Yeah. We needed that down-to-earth moment. But, it, again, it sucks that it had to come against the Falcons. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I I'm just sad that it, like if it had happened to the Cardinals like before the bye week, I would have been I would have been upset. But I was like, hey man, we're going into a bye, we'll fix it. But this was just more concerning because it was against the Falcons, which I think we all hate that team very much. And I really think it's the fact that we were coming off a bye, and it just looked like the penalties. The, my thing was the penalties. I'm like, god damn, four hands to the faces in one game. What the fuck? Just what the fuck? I think three of them are on one drive. Yeah, like, I, I just, I, I don't yeah, even know. Lattimore going down was a big thing, too, though. Yeah. The old Jim Mora quote pops up in my head. We couldn't do diddly-poo. Like, it was just, tr- <laughs> it was just trash, dude. Like, we, we couldn't do diddly-poo. We couldn't do diddly-poo. So, how does it, I mean, you know, let's, we don't need to dwell on this. We have bigger, we have a bigger fish to fry. And so, how do y'all feel? Do you think this is a good thing? Is there any concern? Going forward at all from either one uh, of you? I mean, I mean, losing losing is never a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll 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 take that and you know turn it around. And be like, hey, you know, we can't we can't come out and play as sloppy as we did. We got to block better. We just got to play better overall. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't it, it it sucks just because of who they are. But at the same time, like it, you know, they're they're seven and two. They're still at least a game ahead in the division depending on what happens with Green Bay and Carolina. Yeah. They, they still got all their goals in front of them. They didn't lose anything today by losing that game. Maybe just a little bit of pride. Yeah. Like but the only the only thing it really does, it's still pretty early in the season for it, but it does kind of put you a game behind San Francisco if you're trying to, just to get the number one overall seed because now you got to hope they lose somewhere else and then beat them yeah. to own the tiebreaker on them. So, I mean, that, that's that's about the only thing you, you quote-unquote lost today. But, I mean, they just got to play better. They'll be all right. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it, it was just another game. Uh, going forward, we have the next. our next three games are divisional opponents. We play Carolina and then Tampa Bay, and then we meet the, South, the Falcons again on Thanksgiving. What do you think we're going to do in those three games? Are you, you think we're going to sweep or what? Personally, I don't know. Like, if we play – Anything which I doubt we're going to play anything like this. Christian McCaffrey is going to have a field day with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Kyle Allen. I mean, he's not really going to throw the ball much, but we could we couldn't stop Devontae Freeman and Devontae Freeman's backup running back today. Yeah. Before Devontae Freeman got hurt, I mean, we really we've been known to have a, a top ranked run defense, but they didn't play like it at all today. Um, like here's my thing: it's a wake up call. You lose to a one in seventeen. You gonna get chewed out by everybody. Yeah, I think everybody had their heads back on. So I think, I think we can sweep. We're definitely, I definitely think we're gonna get revenge on the Falcons in Atlanta for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think we can win out. So are y'all? If, if it means it, yeah. If it means anything to you, John, we might have just saved Dan Quinn's job. This is also true, and uh, I mean. I, I would be. I, I. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I would be shocked if they kept Dan Quinn on because, like, that. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, you got to fire him after a 17 point win against the division leading Texans. Huh? <laughs> I, I would mean, fire him if he goes us. like. I, I yeah. Enjoy beating Dan Quinn, so. 
I would fire them if that's the last one they get the rest of the year. Like if they wind up either two two and fourteen or you know three and thirteen, I would fire him because like that's unacceptable. Like they're they're clearly a talented team. So like, what the fuck? Like where was this team? Like early on in the, I mean, I haven't been watching their games because fuck that team. But like, where was this team the past nine weeks? Like or eight weeks? I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, not not to, not to go too far into the Falcons thing, but I, I did hear that apparently he gave up defensive play calling, um, and so somebody somebody else on their staff was calling yeah. plays today. Yeah, that was the biggest difference. Is their their defense looked pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, anywho. Okay, so we still thinking we still have our eyes set. Our uh, end goal is the the Super Bowl, and at least making it to the Super Bowl. And uh, hopefully that doesn't end tragically if we do get there. It's gonna be a very interesting season. It's just a very very sour day to be a Saints fan. But let's move on to something upbeat. You know, something that's really exciting to talk about. For anyone not watching the game last night, it was the highest ranked game I think they said in like eight years. It was the Louisiana State. Fighting Tigers taking down the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. All right, gentlemen, what were your reactions? I watched it at a bar in Austin. Um, it was a fun place. Let, I'll just tell you this, man. This was – I don't know if I told you guys this story, but, like, so, like, during the last bit of the fourth quarter when things were getting dicey, uh, literally there was a drunk girl hitting on me, like, literally hitting on me, like, trying to, like, get something going – while that game was going on and I literally I feel so bad like any other condition I would have been like all right yeah let's do this but I was like not the time love not now I can't I'm sorry I can't really buy what you're selling right now dude like I can't I'm, I'm locked in right now so what, what was what were your guys reactions how, how how was the roller coaster for both of you Cull, why don't you go first man well it's so much of a roller coaster as it was just a heart attack I mean I'm cruising into the first half feeling good not yeah. stressed first of all this is a I knew it was going to be a big game. I decided to watch it alone at my house in, in my own little room by myself. <laughs> and, you know, I walked out at half halftime. I left my little man cave or whatever and went out. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm cheersing. I'm talking trash. I come back in the second half and it's just like, all right, you know, it's, it's cool being conservative. Then we got a little too conservative. And I feel like it. The whole momentum switched as soon as we decided not to go for it on that fourth down. Yeah. And then they they took advantage, and they ended up, what, I think that's when, did they run the kickback on that? No, that was the beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 went, they went down and got a scoring, there was a scoring drive on that play as well. And I think it was probably when they got Stingley flat-footed because he was looking over at the bench. Yeah, yeah, I remember that just, Yeah. It was just a deep pass. They got him burnt, but... And it, from there, it was just stressful. But in, in Burrow, we trust. He, he kept it calm and collected. I've never seen, I've never been that calm watching a QB play at LSU ever. But I'm like, if anything is going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong on the QBs here. Like, in all my times of watching LSU games since I've moved to Baccarat, that's always how it's been. So it's still, it was hard for me to get on that hype train you know, against Alabama. I'm like, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. At any point. And of course they kept itching away, so I'm like <sighs> a few minutes ago we were up twenty points. Yeah. Twenty points. And then all of a sudden then you know, they have a chance to come. They're in striking distance now. But luckily I escaped with my life. I didn't you know <laughs> um, I didn't stress too much. 
Steve, what was what was the journey like for you? I guess. Uh, kind of the same for the first half. You just you just kind of felt like, holy shit, is, is this is this really happening? Yeah, Alabama was playing really sloppily, and it was very shocking to see them that like Tua fumbled unprovoked at home. At home, yeah, yeah. Like they, the roles kind of reversed from from years past. Like that's that's kind of how we we've, we've seen LSU play versus versus yeah. them. Like they kept shooting themselves in the foot, and we just kept taking advantage. But um, for me, I was in a, I was at a group chat like, with some buddies of mine. We're like, well, we got it. We got to get it to twenty-seven. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with it at twenty. Like twenty-one's different because they could tie it, but twenty, I don't like twenty. Like, I, I don't, I don't think they'll blow this lead, but like, let's 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 get it to twenty. And then they, they we, we took the the second half kickoff. You know, kind of got down the field. Then they had that that strip sack, and then you know, you think to yourself, oh boy, here we go. And then, you know, they walk down the field to score. And it gets to a point where they got that, that second touchdown where they pulled it with them one. You're like, man, like, we, we can't stop these guys. It's just like yeah. we're going to have to score one, if not two more times in order to win this game. And they that offense made some incredible plays, especially Clyde Harris. Yeah, he was he was having a field day, Ka. Like, he was in – it was – that 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 kid is special, man. Yeah, it was it just just as equally special as, as Clyde Edwards Alaire for us? Yeah. Uh, I'll run it back when he converted that third and ten. And there were a couple there were there were a couple plays where one specifically where I remember he got tackled, landing on top of a Bama guy, reached the ball, and I thought he got the first down. They didn't they yeah. didn't call it. I think that's the same drive that you were talking about, Anthony, but where they didn't go for it. I think it was that that same drive. I thought he got the first down. They, I'm about to say, they I thought they gave him that though. No, they didn't. They 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 looked at it, but they they kept it. They still said he was short. I don't I don't know if I agree with that, but no, he had hell. He had just as good of a game, maybe if, if not even better than than Najee Harris. It's kind of funny, you know, talk all week a bit about the two quarterbacks and their you know their dynamic receiving core, and maybe after all that, it comes down to the running back and which one will all play the other. But uh, man, he can he's got a, he's got a hell of a spin move, and man, he's he's ridiculous. So what do you but, think? Um, what do you, no, yeah. there, there was there was maybe a moment like late in the fourth, like not late in the fourth, but like probably early fourth. Where I'm like, we could lose it. Like this game is very much like still yeah. up for grabs. But it's kind of it's kind of funny to think about. You know, we we led the entire way, got as high as twenty and as close as six, I think. Yeah. But you know, I mean, other than that, like if you just looked at it, the box score, like you know, like, we we dominated them, we outgained them by you know, just a couple hundred yards, and if you take off that that uh, I'm gonna call it a fluke of a touchdown at the end there. Yeah. And then we should have won by by double digits. Let me um let me interject real quick. Did y'all's heart sink as drastically as mine after they got that touchdown? Like I was not. I didn't think I resumed normal breathing until Jefferson got the onside kick. I was like, oh god, okay. All right. I was like, again, if something's gonna go wrong, it's about to happen. I I just wanted I wanted them to run the clock out. That you know, play prevent defense. Sit back. I think they they're in bump and run coverage one on one. Man, and they basically just ran. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't get why they did that. I, I mean, like, there's, there's a minute two left. Like you can let them get chunk yard plays. That's fine. But like, make up on the clock. I don't think they had any timeouts left. But instead, you know, we get burned. But the, the one thing that you absolutely can't have happen happens, and it's just, you know, just, I, I'm still. We love the game. It's awesome. But at the same time, like. We got stuff By the to work time on. Wednesday or Thursday comes around, I'm going to take a couple of days to enjoy this and control as many Alabama people as I can find. Mm-hmm. But come Thursday, it's back to business, and it's just like 
what is going on with this defense? Like, yeah, that was my big question. Point, yeah. At some point, it's just like, all right, like we, we've got some talent there. It's not like we're completely deprived of talent. Like, it's, it's pretty talented defense. So, like, stuff like on that last drive, like, why are we playing bump and roll? Like, that's not a player thing. That's a that's a coaching thing. Like, that's the, the play they're calling and telling them how to, how to cover that. So, yeah, I'm just – I'm starting to get a little skeptical of Dave Aranda and, and, and what he's doing. He's got he's got his moments, but I just don't I don't I don't I don't get what they're doing on defense sometimes. And I felt like we gave up way too many third and, and even fourth down and long. Yeah, that game absolutely. That you know, like if if we make one or two of those plays, that we probably blow them out of the water, and it's not even close. I mean, I feel like three of those touchdowns they had were flukes. Like even that. That punt return, he should have been lit up in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, bad, t- bad tackling. The other, the other play, what I was talking about with Stingley, where they were, everybody was looking at the the bench because the coach was like trying to change something, and they just oh, they snapped talked it. about that on that particular play. I, I remember seeing they were talking about it after the game. Um, I think that might have been designed because, like, as soon as as soon as Bama looked towards their bench to like. Like you know, audible or like get a new play. Like as soon as they did that, like they counted like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, then then two it like slapped his hand like to get the ball. Like they 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 expected. It looked like it looked like they expected that when they did that, they knew that LSU would look towards their bench and get caught off guard, which is exactly what happened. As soon as Stingley looked away, snapped the ball, and the play was over. Yeah. Speaking of that, guy's a freshman. Yeah. And he's been balling out for us. He needs he need to throw that game tape away. Like, don't don't even don't don't even bother looking at that. Like, he he did not have a good game, but that, that's just one of those ones you like do throw it away. Don't even don't even look at it. I had a few questions. So, a big storyline going into the game was you have Heisman candidates. You know, they haven't announced the candidates yet, but we're assuming they're high, We're going to assume they're both Heisman candidates. You had Tua and you had Joe Burrow. What is what are y'all feeling about Tua and Joe right now? I, I imagine y'all are both very high on Joey football right now, but how do y'all feel about Tua now? What do you think? It was just injury, or you, you think he was a little off and then he settled in and then he got hot? What do y'all What do y'all think? Specifically for Tua, I think that I mean there was maybe a play or two where you know maybe. Like I remember, there was one play where the the, the defensive line kind of like 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 spread, and he had a he had a pretty like open lane. To yeah, go to the, I remember the that. That was early on. There, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but he he didn't take it. And so I mean, there's there's maybe like a play or two that I can recall like that, where you're like, well, maybe if he was healthy, like fully healthy, like maybe he would have you know won a bin or anything like that. But uh, I mean, look, at the end of the day, that, that's football injuries happen, and if you're out there playing, there, I mean, there's there's no excuses. So and. Other than other than little plays like that, we're like, well, maybe maybe it's in his head, and that's why he didn't do it. You know, I thought he he, he looked normal to me from what I've seen of him. He's, I mean, he, he, he threw for 400 yards for God's sake. I mean, he had a he had a pretty damn good day. Yeah. But on the other side, I mean, at the end of the day, LSU got the win. Joe Burrow made play after play after play. Him and and, and Clyde Edwards Lair made play after play. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't. If they went out, I, don't, I just don't know how. I don't know how he doesn't get that. How he doesn't get the Heisman at this point, unless you know the committee decides they want to look at maybe maybe Justin Fields. Yeah. Because you know Ohio State's got a few big games coming up. I mean that that's the only way. Uh, I mean if LSU wins out. I mean he's definitely one, if not two. And it's just a matter of if they think you know somebody else had a, a bigger Heisman moment, specifically at Ohio State. And I think it's I think it's it's between him and Justin Fields at this point. Co, what do you think? Well, how do you, how do you feel about the two quarterbacks? 
I'm about to say specifically these two because I don't really watch all these other teams like Steven. Yeah. But specifically these two. In that game, uh, like he said, there was there was a lot of spots where you seen what Tua could have used his athleticism, but he didn't based on, you know, his, his health. And, but there's only a couple plays where you actually feel like that was the case. I mean, we brought pressure to him a lot, got him out of the pocket, and he threw a couple bad passes that was, you know, over over the heads or even short. Like a lot of ones that were just flimsy that hit the ground that didn't even make it to somebody. Like So you compare that. I mean, Joe Burrow had a perfect half, I think, the first half. Yeah. Like he went, no. Well, was it like 13 for 14? Where you, and you overthrew one guy? Yeah, he, he threw, like, I think it was 13 straight completions up until, like, the five-and-a-half-minute mark of the second quarter when they had that, that penalty on. So an almost the perfect quarter. Call. So an almost perfect half. Mark Chase's horse collar. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was when they called his first completion. Okay. okay. But, but even even so, that's 13 in a row, straight completions, no matter how he got them. I mean, he's moving in the pocket well. He ran for, what, 65 yards? Something in like, something like every, that. Yeah. Every time he got, you know, in the spot where he had to run, he, he took off fiercely, did not slide at all because the man doesn't slide. He is a man. He burrowed his nuts into this game. Okay? I don't, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like he would definitely be a front runner, in my opinion, especially after this game, because he didn't shy away from the big moment at all. No, he hasn't, he hasn't had a bad game. Uh, at all, he's he's had the stats in just about every game, um, and, and it's it's funny. I, I've, I as I've watched him throughout the season, I feel like the the more he gets hit, the better he gets, which is which is super rare in a quarterback. But like people are worried, like, oh, dude, you need to slide, don't get hurt. I'm like, nah, this this is a tough kid that is looking to hit, looking for contact, and he just seems to get better as as the game wears on. What do you, what do you guys feel about the coaching? Oh, uh, what fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so what do you th- so what do you think? Do you think Saban? Not that I would ever suggest Saban needs to go, but what do you think? How do you think he's handling this? What do you think? What do you think he goes forward? Like if they, I mean, we're still they could still make it to the playoffs, but like, what do you think? Like this didn't feel like a Saban team right there, or this didn't feel like a great Saban coaching job. No, and honestly, if if you look, this is this the game that they played yesterday was the only was. Uh, they haven't had a big game. Yeah, that was that was the that's the the first big game they've had since they got demolished by Clemson, and they honestly they, they pretty much got demolished by LSU for for a while. So it it kind of makes you wonder is this is this team really good in in big games? Because like the last two they they haven't looked good, and they don't they don't play many very many big games. So they're they're not used to playing against guys that can actually line up across from them and, and you know being equal to them. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's Nick Saban. The guy's won five or six national championships. I mean, you, you can never you can never count them out of it. And, you know, you know with him recruiting and all that, like, they're always going to have a good team. He knows what he's doing. got the track record for it. But it, it is just something to keep an eye on um, going forward. Like, are, are they going to start to develop, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Andy, I, I can't, I can't think of it. But basically, you don't want they're, they're going to be kind of known as that team that, like, hey, like, maybe they can't win the big game. Like they've, they, they haven't won one in a, in a good while. Yeah. Um, versus versus LSU, that's you know has four top ten wins this season, 
um, which I think is the first time since I think Miami, like since like 1987, the, yeah. I think it was the Miami Hurricanes, which is super impressive. And what's what's even crazy, what's even crazier about that, if you think about it, in order for LSU to get and win the national championship game, they'll have to win. Probably they'll have to play against Georgia in the SEC championship game, assuming that they win or both teams went out. Mm-hmm. So that's another top ten opponent. And then of course they'll have to play in the playoffs. And they'll probably have to play either an undefeated team or one loss team that of course is going to be ranked in the top five. So the number of top five and top ten wins that they would have to get in order to win it all is absolutely impressive. And I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to stop them on offense. Yeah, Co, what do you think about the coaching? What do you think? Uh, I think Orgeron just cemented himself there for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I'm looking forward you know, to him doing his hockey dance like he promised that he beat Alabama. <laughs> but I don't think they're really going to come after Saban for this. I mean, I, I saw a couple of things where people are like, it's time to get rid of Saban. I mean, losing to LSU is probably one of the biggest things they hate in the world. I mean, yes. losing to Alabama, we hate it. Yeah. And after eight years, we just kind of, you know, we shrug it off like, damn, okay, that's next year, you know. But for them, you've been winning eight years in a row, and then all of a sudden, you get beat at home. Like, offensive, our offense destroyed them. Our defense shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Like, they're, they're angry, and it's because they got outplayed on the offensive side. So, I mean, but I don't think they're really going to come for Nick Saban. If anything, Nick Saban's the only person that could probably pull him out of this hole because of who he is. I think that, that's a great point. That. That's a great point. With that organization, what, what better option are they going to get? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, say you're Miami, the Dolphins, or you're the Bengals. Are you taking Joe number one? Like, projecting, like, are you are you both taking Joe number one? Cole, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like you have to. Especially if you're the Dolphins. You, know, you don't have any. Bengals, Andy Dalton's done. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is right now. And I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely go. Like, who who do they have going number one? I know there's a couple mocks out right now. The last one I seen had Joe Burrow going at like three. It's it's kind of up in the air. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you have to take him. I mean, I, I definitely think at this point he's he's for sure worth a, a consideration for it. But, I mean, you know, it all depends. Like, you know, I know a, a lot of people are still very high on Tua as, a, as an NFL prospect. Chase Young looks to be, yeah. you know, like a generational pass rushing talent. And, I, yeah, I've watched him play the past couple weeks whenever I can watch uh, their games. That dude, that dude is ridiculous. You, you can't can he watch play? Like, well, not can he play, but I thought, wasn't there like a suspension thing going on with him? Because Yeah, he, he yeah, there, something going on where apparently, like, he took yeah, money from yeah, no, I don't know if it was a boucher. It was, it, was, it was called as a family friend that he, he took a loan from and, and paid off. He's already paid off that loan or whatever in full, but it, it's it's stupid. It's got nothing to do with, with kid on the field. It's just the NCAA trying to keep a kid down from, yeah. you know, taking advantage of him being, you know, very uh, very well-known. And, and You're trying to make player. money off of your own name? Well, how dare you? Okay. <laughs> So, if y'all are curious, this 
this mock draft I just pulled up off of CBS that that posted three days ago. So it was probably before. So it was before the LSU Alabama game. But so this CBS Sports mock draft has Joe going number one to the Bengals, and for whatever reason, I'm not exactly sure, but they have Tua falling all the way down to pick number eight by the you know they're projecting the 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 Buccaneers. Uh, but they have. This also has Grant Delpit going number six, seven, and Judy going number six. So, you know, it'd be very interesting. And, yeah, like you mentioned, Steve-O, they have uh, Chase Young getting drafted number two to Washington. So, it, I mean, yeah, it's still he, early he, days. We're still he, a while away. He will, but... he will be up there. He will be up there regardless of whichever quarterback. Even one of those two teams that one or two is going to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, Chase Young is going to be the alternative. Either you take a quarterback or you're gonna, you've got to take Chase Young. Because that yeah. that the that that dude is is extremely talented. Like if you 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 pass him up, he might be killing your quarterback in a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. So we have Ole Miss this weekend. We have Arkansas, who just fired their coach, and we have Texas A and M. And you know, again, projecting, we'll probably play Georgia, who's I think ranked according to AP right now, is like number five or six. So we'll probably play them in the SEC championship. Any of those games besides – any of those games making you all a little nervous? Like is Texas A&M making you all nervous at all or anything like that? No, just for me just this Saturday just because of how emotional they all were after the Alabama game. Yeah. Um, they, they've, never, they've never won a big game like that before. So yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they come out slow yeah. against Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss isn't any good. They're, I think they're 3-6, like they're – they're, they're really, they shouldn't be a threat to us at all. But then again, we, we are on the road, and we did just come off of, you know, probably one of the, the biggest wins. That's all, that Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something to keep an eye on. But other than that, I, I, you know, they, they, should, they should smack Ole Miss. They should destroy Arkansas, who doesn't have an SEC win in like three or four years. And Texas A&M is okay, but... We're a hell of a lot better than them, and mm-hmm. we had the revenge factor going for us because I'm sure everybody's still pretty pissed off about that game last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be too concerned about all of them or any of them. Like I, personally, as a fan, I'm looking ahead more ahead towards the SEC championship game. At this point, I think I think Georgia is probably probably like a slight step ahead of Auburn. I wouldn't. I, I think Bama is probably tougher than, than Georgia, but. You know, they'll still pose a challenge that I think we should win, but that'll probably be a good game. Okay. All right, so any last uh, thoughts, feelings, comments, Cub, any, any, the rest of the schedule for the for regarding LSU? The rest of the schedule, I pretty much feel like, like Stephen said, the only thing I would say different is, I mean, I get it, they just won a big game, but I feel like this team has bigger goals. Like, yeah. Like, some of the past teams beating Bama was, like, the, their biggest thing. Like, that's what they wanted to do this year. Like, they came into the year saying, all right, this is the year we're going to beat Bama. Like, this team came into the year saying, this is the year we're going to win a national championship. Yeah. You know, and whoever's in the way is just in the way. I don't really think, I mean, obviously, I mean, the emotions are going to run high, but I don't think they're going to spill into the field. I think after maybe the day they're, they're back, to the film studying Ole Miss right now. Yeah. You know, getting ready for that game. And the way that Joe Burrow talks is he's one game at a time, and I really believe that that's how it's going to play. So I feel like we're going to go, you know, probably a clean sweep. It might not be pretty wins. It might be a little ugly, but I feel like we went out. Okay. And yeah. 
Steven, any uh, last last words on uh, LSU? Nothing on LSU, but I did want to I did want to make a, a very a, a point to make. It's going to be very interesting to watch as the season unfolds. Assuming that Alabama wins out, they will only have one significant win on their on their resume. Yeah, but I think that they they still unfortunately have a, a pretty decent shot of getting in. Mm-hmm. Um, just because yeah, there's still there's still a lot of teams. That have to play. There's there's still a lot of chaos that could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just something to keep an eye out for uh, going forward. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for LSU. But before we go, there's a group chat conversation that needs to be had while I have you both here. So currently, the Boston Celtics are number seven one and one, number one in the East, and unfortunately, the New Orleans Pelicans are number 13 at 2-7. and seven. They're tied with the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Well, no, they're slightly better than the Warriors. The Warriors are 2-8. and eight. The, the Pelicans are 2-7. and seven. And just before we get started on this, I just want to point out that the Bulls are number 13 as well with 3-7. and seven. We're trying, all right? We're trying, all right? We've won three games. <laughs> Why are you trying? I don't Why? know. Hey, man. Hey. Look. Hey. All right? Okay? We get it, all right? <laughs> All right, so would the Celtics beat the Pelicans in a game? Well, have they, I don't think they played yet. We'll be very we'll be very curious to see what happens. Zion right, we'll should be back by February. February. You know, Zion will be back. Yeah. Gordon Haywood will be back. Yeah, I'll pray for Gordon Haywood. He can't stay healthy. <laughs> well, he broke his hand, right, or something. Yeah, fractured his hand. Fractured his hand. Yeah. Not good, man. You're running out of players over there, Boston. Already, we only like five deep, but okay. I mean, it's good. Jalen Brown to get more minutes. I mean, even though he was already probably playing the entire game, but he'll get even more minutes now. They'll, they'll all play 40 minutes. It'll give them a chance. He's only going to be out for three weeks, uh, from what I was reading. I saw something today. They called it, like, something, boxers, boxers something. Like, sure. It's it's his ring finger got damaged, and I think it's going to be like a... Yeah, it's something, It's I think it's something where, like, he's, he's not going to... He basically, he's not going to be able to, like, take, like, a patch or something because he would hit that finger. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's more, like, pain, like, pain management or something like that but so that was that was a dirty play did y'all see that play no No, i I didn't see what legal screen it really wasn't it was just a screen but he knew what he was doing it was marcus aldridge i think so steven what's going on with the pelicans um they're trash (laughs) they're 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 pretty trash it's just brandon ingram at this point um they're they're being led by a guy with a blood clot well, I mean, he's shooting like he's averaging damn near 30 points per game on 50-plus percent field goal percentage, and he's shooting above 40% from three. Like, he's pretty, he's pretty damn good. Um, they're, they're, they have two main problems from all the games that I've seen. One is that they don't have a guy that can drive the lane and consistently finish at the rim. Okay. Drew Holiday has struggled with that. Lonzo like has been... Lonzo has been non-existent with that. I think Zion will definitely help in that department. I don't know how good he'll be at you know dishing it out if it's not there, but um, he'll definitely help in that department. And then on the other end, they, they they're really bad at center. Like John has his moments, but he's really not a defensive guy. Yeah. And Derek Favors was advertised as better, but he's I don't I don't think he's I think he's just starting to get back to. Like being healthy, like he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't moving right early on. Like you could tell he was a little slow. He couldn't. He looked like a tree stump out there. He just couldn't move. Yeah. Last game I, I saw him play. Now they, they played 
pathetic, and they got destroyed by Toronto mm-hmm. at home. But uh, he, he looked like he was moving around a little better, so that's a good sign. But they, 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 they really need some help at center that I don't know they're going to get. Mm-hmm. But they, they need somebody down low that that's you know a legit shot blocker because it, it teams just go to the rim on them at will. You know they're not getting back in transition. They're just they're just not the team that I thought we were going to get. Okay. We were kind of sold on this team of you know the whole their whole won't bow down won't bow down slogan, and it just seemed like hey we're going to be this young scrappy squad where you know we're never going to give up, which is they don't they they always seem to be in most games, but they're just not good defensively. I thought that like you know they they'd be fighters as opposed to like well you know here just here's the lane come score on us and we're going to go back down the court and score on you and whoever can do that the most wins because that's kind of what it's been. Yeah. Just a just a, an offensive explosion every time we play. But so uh, uh, maybe, you know maybe they'll figure it out. I don't I don't know if Gentry is. Yeah, that was going to be my last question before we call it a night. Do you do you, either of you think that uh, Gentry is the answer to this team? Like, do you think he's the one who can? Do you think he's capable of solving this team and riding the ship? So like this is going to be the year that we find out. To be honest with you, I mean, he yeah. said Anthony Davis. Yeah, most of his tenure, I mean, carrying him, not carrying him, but I mean, you know, showcasing everything. This year he has a new young core. Everybody's different. Like I feel like this is the year you're gonna find out if Gentry's the demand for the job. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. This is Anthony Davis never really fit in his system and how they wanted to play. Like now you've got the guys just supposedly spread out the floor and they're supposed to you know be quick and and in transition, but um. I, I, I just don't. I just don't think it's 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 for him either. Um, David Griffin, our, our our president of basketball operations, like seems to like really believe in this guy. But I, I you know, I, I still have my my doubts as a fan just because I've seen him. I've seen what he's done in the in the past. So I don't. I don't think why. I don't know why we'd get a different result in that. But the um, Pels literally run people out the gym. Like I was watching that game. They literally nonstop running up and down the court. Yeah, no, I mean they definitely play fast. It's just I think they don't they don't they don't get for as much as they run though. I don't know if you noticed they don't really get a whole lot in transition though. Like they mm. they don't they don't get easy buckets, which is incredible to me because of how much they run. But maybe that's a Zion fix. Okay, all right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, both for doing this uh, on short on short notice too. That's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Again. We have an episode coming out next week, the twenty, the twentieth, uh, with my buddy Joe. Uh, we're going to talk about the Democratic candidate race. Be very interested. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, and then we're going to keep going forward. And uh, yeah, so thank you again, guys. Thanks for listening. And I guess go Tigers and hopefully go Saints. So yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Good night, I guess. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, John. All right. Anytime. All right, guys, I'll catch y'all later. I'll talk to y'all later in the group chat. All right, man. All right, night, guys.